Here at OB Boss Babes, we love connecting fellow entrepreneurs and business owners with local resources that will help guide them on their entrepreneurial path towards success. Because navigating business is hard enough, but you don't have to do it alone. That's why we've teamed up with Renfrew County Community Futures Development Corporation, a community-based nonprofit that provides support to small and medium enterprises and inspires local entrepreneurs to reach new horizons. Discover the resources and support you need and learn about some familiar or not so familiar businesses that access their services through our new Boss Babe Corner series with Renfrew County Community Futures Development Corporation. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner meets Renfrew County Community Futures Development Corporation. So today, babes, I'm sitting down with a well-known business that's located out in Golden Lake. Whether it's Canadian cottage-style gifts, trending fashion, local lakeware, or delectable eats from their street food-style patio, this unique store has something for everyone. Customer service, an assortment of decor and items, and the ability to provide memories for every tourist and local that walks through their doors has allowed these owners to build a customer base that returns to the store annually as they cottage, camp, and travel through the area. And today I'm sitting down with Amanda Welk, the co-owner of the Cottage Cup out in Golden Lake. So Amanda, welcome to OV Boss Babes. Thank you. Before going into business, I discovered that you were a personal support worker as well as a wedding photographer. So how did you go from providing care for people to becoming a full-fledged entrepreneur? It was a huge jump. It's um, not anything that aligns whatsoever, but my husband and I have always been business-minded, always dreamt of um, having business and uh I feel like in this business, I still am caring for people, um, whether it's making their coffee exactly how they want it in the morning or um, finding, helping them find the perfect gift for somebody or preparing their food just as they like it. Um, I still get to do that caring part that I loved in the nursing world. And the photography was my creative side. And uh, I still get to do that here, which I, and also with social media, you're doing tons of photography as well. Although I don't do as much of it, I do have help with that um, just because you can't do everything. It has been a big jump and it was a huge learning curve. Okay. But tell us, Amanda, though, how this opportunity came about. Like, were you at work one day and you were kind of getting like the itch to do something a little bit different? Like, tell us the scoop. Yeah. So I have worked at the nursing home that I worked in for well, since grade 10. So I'd been there for a very long time. I was there as a student and then um, PSW, I worked at the Renfrew Hospital for a little bit as well. And um, in between that had three boys. And it was after my third maternity leave, I had gone back to work and it was just so hard. I was doing a lot of evenings and midnights and I would come home in the evening late, kids would already be in bed. And as hard as my husband would try to keep them from waking me up first thing in the morning, they wanted to see mom first thing in the morning. So it was like next to no sleep. And uh, one day I was wrapping their Easter gift baskets. And I was said jokingly to my husband, I'm like, I just wish I could get paid to wrap gift baskets. I'm like, I know the kids are not going to enjoy this near as much as I'm enjoying wrapping them, right? Like, first of all, they're three boys. 
Second of all, they're just going to rip in to see what they can get out of them. And uh, it was a couple of days later, I was driving by a small business here in Golden Lake and she sold uh, coffee beans and loose tea and she had a for sale sign out. And I called my husband jokingly and I said, hey, I could get paid to wrap gift baskets. And uh, voila, here's the cottage cup 10 years later. What was his response though, Amanda? Was he like, ha good, good joke. Oh, really? He was just like, yes, let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. His, his instant. And we always joke that that is, he's very entrepreneurial minded. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, he's like, let's do it. Let's, let's talk to them, see what they want for it. And uh, through, you know, it's never easy just jumping into financing and all of that kind of stuff, but uh, we were able to do it. They can spell into places if they were meant to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he's been so supportive and not that I know him at all, but I do do my research or creep on Facebook quite a bit, Amanda, <laughs> and he has always shared the nicest posts about you and the Cottage Cup and how hard you have worked and how much you have invested into this business, literally putting your whole heart and soul into this. And so... Um, when I see that and I read those those posts, I'm my heart just goes out because I think that is so crucial to have somebody, whether they're involved or not, to have that support mm-hmm. because oh, that is really what drives you. And when you first start your business, I remember those initial first days, you want to talk about it. You get so excited. You're yeah. literally pull it, putting your all into it. And when you have a partner who's like, tell me all about it and then celebrating you right alongside you, that's so crucial yeah. and important. You need that. It- it is very much so. And he has definitely been my biggest cheerleader, but also some days he's the one that pushes me the most too. Like he knows when things get hard or things need to change that I can do it, even though I don't love change. And uh, so we changed locations a year and a half in to the business. Um, and he was the big pusher for that. Like we actually moved the business into our home. We were up the road on Lake Dory Road. We moved it into our home in the fall of that year and we stayed there till the spring of the next year I literally emptied my dining room and my living room and the kids were not allowed in those areas one time I had a customer walk in while I was in my pajamas (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) like it was yeah yeah the things you do right um and then the location that we have now came available that following spring but he just knew that we needed to be near the corner and I was so dead set against it I did not you know, it's like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But it was the move we needed to make. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I could never imagine having like a full-fledged business in my home where I have customers coming in and out throughout the day, even if it's like, I had to have my kitchen like spotless every day. And my kids at that time, like the boys, well, let's just, Amanda, let's just stop three. right there. You have boys, you have yeah. boys, like in trying to keep the house clean on top of that. No yeah. way. I bet you were just like yeah. itching to like find a new space. Oh, like we had mini sticks that would go <laughs> off of like our displays that had the coffee and tea on it. And like the tea would just like come falling off and I'd be fixing it, you know, in the evenings and stuff. Yeah. It's the things you look back on and you almost forget about them yeah. when you're this far into it. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Like we had to do that. That was crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you guys actually just celebrated a huge milestone, Amanda, like 10 years in business last year. 10 years. Yeah. That's incredible. What a great achievement to recognize and, and, uh, and be a part of. That's so cool. Yeah. It was a big, a big milestone for sure. Some days you wonder if you're going to get there or not. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, it feels like a, a good accomplishment for sure. And I think the biggest thing about it was going back and looking at the amount of employees we've had over the years, mm-hmm. um, you know, the lives that we've been able to touch that way through employees. And we've had a lot of really good ones. I think we counted up over 50 employees over the last 10 years. All right. So Amanda, I want to go back a little bit and I want to get into your mindset about what you initially wanted for your business. So I know Mm -hmm. you were kind of talking to us about wrapping Easter gifts, but there was so much more that was going on in your head and that creative brain of yours that you're like, okay, I'm leaving my job in as a personal support worker. I want to be able to open a gift shop, but what exactly was your vision for the store? Yeah. So I grew up cottaging in Prince Edward County. Um, our family would go there for two or three weeks in the summer. We had family that had cottages down there. And I just remember how memorable it was to have our trips into Bloomfield and Picton and do all of the little shops. And it's grown so much more now, even in the last little while. But that like my mom and I would go do that on a rainy afternoon. My aunt, you know, would take along and the memories it it was part of our summer cottage experience. And growing up in the Valley, I don't think I realized how many people come to the Valley in the summer times until I was older. And I was like, I want this to be that for them. So I want this to be a spot that cottagers can come when they're here visiting, that they have to come every time they come to the cottage, like that the kids in the backseat will be like, we can't leave. We haven't gone to the cottage cup yet or something like that. You know, I just really wanted it to be that tourist destination that you had to stop by whenever you were going going by um and then I also wanted our locals to be very proud of it too um that when someone was coming to visit the area if they're coming to their home they'd be like oh we need to go to the cottage cup before you leave right and uh have that kind of experience the cottage experience by Mm -hmm. coming here Mm -hmm. Now, was that the initial business name or did you guys, like, did you guys adapt that no, name from the previous, we, or this was a new one? The the name almost broke our marriage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we battled that one back and forth a lot, a lot and the logo. And I was like, no, I really want it to be something cottage themed. I really wanted that to be like the focus of the, the business. And I'm like, I wanted everything in the business to be like a treat for yourself. Like I'm, I'm like the food you get is a treat. It's not something you eat every day. It's that kind of like treat food or, you know, you come in and, and you buy yourself a treat while you're at the cottage, like a sweater or a hat or, you know, that kind of thing. And, but I really wanted coffee to be because coffee was the big part of the business that we had bought. So I knew I needed to keep that in. So that's where the cup came from. And then the image of the Adirondack chair with the mug on it was the, you know, you're relaxing at the, at the cottage. And then the idea of the coffee beans being something that you would take back with you. So when you're sipping on them, if you're from Ottawa, from Toronto, and you're here, you know, visiting, you take them back. And while you're sipping on that cup of coffee, it's reminding you of that vacation that you just took while you're here, right? That makes sense. I love it. So, okay. Was this your right? So this was all your idea then. And yes. what was your husband's take on it? What did he want the business's name to be? Oh, we had like everything out there. It was it was quite interesting. Um, I, I can't remember any specific ones, but yeah. I just remember it being a huge controversy. 
<laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest part though, is choosing the name about what exactly you're going to name your business. That's going to encompass everything that it stands for. But I, yeah. I love that though. Cause I always wondered that honestly, Amanda, when I would pass by, yeah. I wonder why they named it the cottage cup. Yeah. That's where the vision came from. And it catch, it's catchy too, right? Cottage yeah. Cup. Now the building that you're in, it's quite historic. It's an older building. Yeah. So is there any history behind that? For sure. And we've made it like a goal to find out as much as we can. And it's fun because we'll have some people come in and they'll be like, my, you know, great grandpa used to own this building. Or like I had, you know, family that used to use this as a storage um, spot. And it's been interesting kind of putting all the pieces together. But a personal one is my, one of my closest dear friends, her family actually used to own this building and they always called it the tea room. And it was because there was a Model T Ford that sat downstairs in the shop. And uh, it's kind of interesting because now I sell tea out of the tea room. Um, but if you're in the shop, sometimes you'll see downstairs, I have crates that I use um, for props and display. And they say Luloff um, on them. And they'll say, they say Golden Lake. And they were actually crates that had coffin glass in them. Um, and he made coffins here. He was a, a woodworker. Yeah. And he made coffins in this building and they used to put glass in the coffins. I think instead of like opening a coffin for viewing. And so I still have all of the crates and I use them in the store. And then there was a butcher that was here at one point too. And he had a fire in the building when he uh, owned it. And still in the back room downstairs on the logs, there's like a soot that I have to be careful, like what I put against those walls or I will get soot off of the walls oh wow have you found any interesting artifacts or items or anything um if you've used the guest washroom uh there's a huge map in it and that was something I found here and I've hung it into the washroom it's a map of Ontario and it gets like so many comments all the time and and requests to purchase but I just love it so much oh wow um when we bought the building the upstairs only had one tiny room finished so the floors were like very spotty where you could step everything like that so we completely refinished upstairs um so the log walls had horsehair between all of the walls and uh yeah so it kind of has thrown off the temperature of the building now too because downstairs not finished upstairs is and so we're insulated and warm up here but downstairs in the wintertime, we just freeze because yeah. <laughs> there's no insulation. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. find this so fascinating. I love history and historic buildings so, so much mm -hmm. and just learning all about them and the different trinkets that you stumble upon throughout the years. I love like talking to the business owners in downtown Pembroke too and just like yeah. hearing of all the things. I keep telling Bethia, the uh, the BIA owner, I was like, I want a tour someday of... um of the uh, the old theater but she said that she oh. doesn't have keys to go in there because and she's <laughs> like it's so, like it's falling apart like there's pigeons and everything in there she's like you wouldn't want to go in there anyway but I'm like oh but just to like go in the theater and see what all the things that you could find like all the owners throughout the years I'm sure have like dug around a little bit and yeah found some interesting yeah things. no it I mean owning an old business I think it definitely brings people in because the character of the building and yes. people are just want to see it and stuff but it does come with its challenges like my front door is not straight and when it rains it gets stuck and so you have to because it swells and you have to wait kind of for it to dry out and then the door it open in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like if I want to hang a slat wall hook on the left side of one wall 
I have to take everything off of that one slat and put it in way down on the right side and slide it all the way down because the roof is so crooked. I can't get that hook down. Because <laughs> you have nothing else better to do, right, Amanda? Like Exactly. That <laughs> I'm like, really? I want to change that display over there. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you know, leave it to an entrepreneur to get creative and innovative with all the different challenges that comes with an old building. Yeah. 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 It's fun though. Now, Amanda, I have to tell you, I really appreciate and respect any entrepreneur that expands their business even further and, and takes on a couple other extra things that you throw in there. And you guys actually um, not only are known for all of your great cottage decor and gifts, but also your delicious food truck meals and seasonal ice cream, as locals have said that this was the best decision for the Cottage Cup. As it's a popular hotspot for locals and tourists alike to enjoy summer barbecue favorites and milkshakes and ice cream. So when did you guys decide to expand the business and did you realize how busy it would become being one of the only food trucks out in Golden Lake? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I, I did anticipate at all how, how much more busy it would make us. I don't think I anticipated how much more stuff I would need, but we're glad we did it. It definitely partners well with the retail um, for instance, in the summertime, if it's a rainy day, the store is absolutely crazy busy and it will be packed. If it's a hot, sunny, beautiful day, everybody's out on the patio enjoying food, ice cream, and the store is a little quieter. So it really complements to having a busy day, rain or shine. It's obviously quieter in the winter months, the food, um, but we have chosen to keep it open as whenever the store is open, the food truck is open for the most part, unless it's, um, you know, really hot hot extremely hot day we are kind to our employees and we will close the grill down because it's just like a tin can in there <laughs> um and it's come with its challenges in 2020 we lost um our chef and really good friend in a tragic car accident and that took that side of the business for a big jolt and it was really hard to kind of overcome that um but everything was in place and she had been so good at training and we have a wonderful kitchen manager now who's taken things on and I think really is just showing me how keeping a simple but good quality menu mm -hmm. just keeps bringing people back mm -hmm. and you know McDonald's was really on to something when they kept consistency and I think that is the key is that if you can continue to put out the exact same burger every time same fish and chips every time you know that's what keeps people coming back and uh it's something that thankfully for the last eight years of having the boathouse we've been able to do and I think that's where we've seen the growth in it um people coming back to whether it's the cottage or just coming down to Golden Lake for the day know that they're going to get the same good quality food every time mm -hmm. um from the boathouse that's such a good yeah. point to touch on, Amanda, is the consistency in business, because you're right. Like we go to McDonald's because we know we're going to expect that same quarter pound of a cheese or the same um, Big Mac, like it's going to taste the same. And when we lose that consistency, when we when we mm -hmm. go to our favorite place, especially like when you're saying for, for tourists in the summer, when they're like, I'm going to go to the Cottage Cup and I'm going to stock up on my favorite coffee or my favorite treats, or I'm going to grab yeah. a burger, like... I can expect that to be there. They know your hours. Mm -hmm. They know they're going to see you. They know they're going to see hopefully the same kind of staff and they're going to revisit yeah. those memories. And um, and that's a staple that people really look forward to. It becomes their tradition. Yeah. And when you yeah. change that or if you throw things off, um, it disappoints people.
people, unfortunately. And yeah. they, they really rely on that. That's why I think that we as a community get so upset when we see a business close because you know how hard a business owner has worked and they've put yeah. so much time and effort into that. And we get accustomed to that. And so yeah. I'm really glad that you guys have recognized and implemented that into your business and that you know that it's something that that the locals and tourists show up for. Yeah. And it's been hard, like over the last season where you've seen the price increases and so much, you know, and I'm like, oh, I could really just go to a, a cheaper ingredient or, you know, a different, you know, and keep the cost down. But then I'm like, but then it's not the same mm -hmm. and I want it to be the same. So, and through it, I've, I've learned that customers will just pay the difference to have it be the same, Yes, you know, and in talking to people, I'm like, well, I could change it, but this is what we love you know, mm -hmm. that's okay. Like we'll pay what we have to do. Now, Amanda, you are a seasonal business for the most part. And so you're mm -hmm. opened in the summer and those are your busiest months. Mm -hmm. Now you knew this going into business, mm -hmm. but you still have four children. And I'm sure there is that guilt of missing out on summer activities and vacations and time out on the boat when you're at the store. And that really sucks. And I mean, especially like not only for mom guilt, but kid guilt, you know, because I remember like yeah. being outside in the pool with my sisters and at the beach and being like, where's mom today? Oh, mom's got to work. And so whether you're a, a career woman or you're an entrepreneur, like you always will have that guilt. And especially in the summer, yeah. it's hard. So how did you and your husband delegate different responsibilities, looking after the store, tag teaming things while also ensuring that you guys got to enjoy time together as a family? Yeah. Well, we often joke that we should really have a reality TV show <laughs> <laughs> because our lives are crazy. Um, not only do we have the cottage cup, but my also my husband also has his regular job, and then he has a side hustle business in Stittsville as well, um, a hockey development facility. So we're running a lot. Uh, the boys are all in competitive sports, and you know, so our lives are crazy. Um, a few things that we have just made it very important for us is that my business does close on Sundays. It's not a popular thing in the tourist industry to have your your business close on Sundays. We tried doing the seven days a week thing. And I would come home from church and I would end up working all day. And when our daughter came along, we just realized how quickly, cause there's a big age gap between our, our youngest son and her, um, how quickly they grow. And we were like, this time is too precious to us. And so closing Sundays is our family day. Um, he doesn't tend to work on Sundays. Sometimes, you know, little things will come up in the business that he's in, but he can usually handle them from home. And so that's where we can kind of get our family balance there. And our daughter will wake up on a Sunday morning and she'll go, it's Sunday, it's your day home, you know, and it was important for us to have it as a weekend day so that we could do things with extended family as well. You know, whether it's having my sister and her kids over to go boating for the day or, you know, whatever it ends up being, that's what has provided any sort of balance to us because outside of that <laughs> there's not mm -hmm. um it's a blessing also to live here on the lake uh because I can close up the shop at seven o'clock at night and we just do a quick yell everybody down to the water we hop on the boat and we go out for a little sunset cruise and that's my like saving grace in the summer months when I feel so guilty that I don't get to do those things with the kids or I just get grumpy because I hear people coming in all day and saying how nice it was out on the water or something like that. You know, I get a little jealous. And so those are the nights that, you know, we just get a little bit of, of summertime. So 
Well, good for you for recognizing those boundaries that you had to set for yourself, Amanda, because that's so important. And again, it's a learning lesson, little trial and error, and mm-hmm. a little bit of pushback from family too, recognizing that you're always working all the time. Like, can you just like yeah. come out and enjoy yourself? Like, and our summers are so short too. So you have to they recognize are. that, you know, especially with family time, it goes by so, so fast. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it it's for the most part, my customers have been wonderful like at first I would put signs on the door saying like close Sundays to be with family and friends and um so many people would come in and they'd be like that's just so great more businesses should do that you really like you know it's important to take that time and I think it's the one thing that keeps me from completely burning out right um and being able to be cheerful right to the end of the summer season (laughs) it's funny we had a customer actually last summer come in and say to one of the girls your staff, like you guys are all so nice. And it's the end of tourist season. <laughs> and we were all just saying how good it is for all our staff too to have Sundays off. Yeah. Like all summer long, they can plan that if they want to do something with their friends, if, you know, we have a lot of high school students, I'll tell them plan it on a Sunday. You know, you're going to be off on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just really keeps a lot of morale up yeah. as well. Well, yeah. I just love the honesty in it. Like, I mean, it's no different than back in the day when when men would put on their on their doors, gone fishing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. questioned yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, we'll come join you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think our society just runs so 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we do need to take a minute to breathe. That's right. Now, Amanda, I want to get into the business side of things in terms of funding and money aspects. So mm-hmm. what were some of the main challenges that you faced when you were seeking funding for your business? And why did you decide to turn to Renfrew County Community Futures Development Corporation? Yeah, so that was like pretty much right from the get-go. Um, we knew banks weren't going to offer anybody money without any kind of history. My husband worked commission sales for years, so we knew like you need to have at least four years of sales before you walk into a bank to get traditional financing for anything like that. And uh, my husband's cousin had just finished opening um, a hair salon and she had used Renfrew County Futures. And so she's like, listen, I think you should try, try using them. And it was so smooth. It was such a great process that we've never looked back anytime that we need money. We were actually promised um, from the bank uh, a loan for something a few years back and it came down to technology, like such a simple little just thing that really wasn't that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but because they couldn't check that box kind of thing, they couldn't give me the funding. And uh, we called up Mike Thompson at Renfrew County Futures and yep, sure, no problem. Come on down and sign the paperwork tomorrow. You know, like the way it should be the way it should be honestly the the horror stories that I hear and I have Amanda like and and I'm not shutting down banks um because they are Mm -hmm. great in many aspects but the stories especially from women that I've heard have really been disappointing throughout the years especially back in the 80s 70s 80s 90s and anything previously for that um but even Mm -hmm. now like I mean I've been sitting at a lot of tables and having conversations about the barriers and challenges that women face and every everybody from uh from single income low income to racial barriers gender discrimination it's still happening and it's really disappointing that even in 2024 that we are still facing so many challenges in terms of asking for a bank loan to start our business or having to wait the biggest thing is the waiting process you know well you have to prove that you have been successful bringing in 
X amount of revenue for two years in order yeah. to move forward with a loan or have a co-signer on that. And I'm just like, why, why are we still yeah. having these, these conversations and these, um, these different viewpoints, you know, in terms of having to try to get access to some, some money. So I'm really glad that, uh, that you knew and took advantage of Renfrew County Community yeah. Futures. Yeah. And they've been an encouragement too, which is nice. Like, yeah. you know, they'll stop by and, and ask, you know, how are things going? How's business going? Is there any way we can help you? You know, that kind of thing. And it's just so nice to know that they truly do care where the yeah. bank never calls and asks. I was going to say my financial advisor <laughs> never calls and says, hi, Holly, like, how's yeah. this going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, they have been just amazing. And when COVID hit, you know, they, they stopped payments for a while. Like, obviously we, you know, had to catch up on them when, yeah. When the time came, but right away it was, they jumped on it. They didn't like, we didn't even have to contact them. They're like, listen, like, we know that you're just trying to get by right now. We're just going to pause repayments for, you know, now till, till we decide we need to, to start again, kind of thing. And That's that was incredible. such a relief, Yes, you know, to be able to breathe during that time when you were like, am I ever opening these doors again? What's happening right. here? Yeah. So they've been a dream to deal with. Now the Cottage Cup is temporarily closed until family day weekend. So Amanda, how do you budget during this time to ensure that even if you're not generating revenue on a daily basis, you're still able to get by in addition to your savings, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's when, when family day weekend opens, I'm like, get in here, people, <laughs> you know, it's it's a big thing. A lot of people ask me like, so do you go south? I'm like, no, I'm not sitting on a beach somewhere. <laughs> I'm very much still working. I do a lot of my behind the scenes. We do our big buying trip in January. Um, so something I do is obviously budget, take my, you know, what I have to pay for, no matter whether the store is open or not, my loans, my hydro, all of that. And I still have my source deductions and my G or HST from December that I have to pay for in January. Uh, so all of that, you know, there's still, and I just try it as hard as I can to budget for it. I try to um, be very frugal in December for what I'm buying. So I'm not having to pay for anything in January. And then um, anywhere I can set up payments um, where I can make them more in the summer and less in the winter, I will do that. So I'll, uh, for instance, my bookkeeper, she charges me more in the summertime. And she charges me less in the winter so that it, it's not that little extra to pay for when there's not as much coming in. Yeah. It's funny, eh? The public perception a lot of the time with, uh, with tourism organizations that are closed in the, in the winter months and people are like, oh, you must just keep, kick your feet up and enjoy some time. And everyone's like, uh, no, <laughs> I still yeah. have a business to run behind the scenes. I still have to prepare for the next season. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, it's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of projects that I can't do while the store is open, you know, maybe redoing a piece of furniture. So I have it for display or changing the store around. Um, there's always so much to do. I normally never get it done. Like I have to sit down and go, okay, what's my, what's my priorities here? Um, you know, and I, we purposely made our year end to be uh, end of February so that we have this time now to be doing most of our inventory and all of that too so that I don't have to be scrounging at Christmas time to have that all wrapped up for a traditional year end and then I I do a lot of our own designing like all the lakeware is is my own designs so that takes a ton of sourcing 
And so that's something else I do during this time as well. Well, family day is right around the corner, Amanda. It's going to be here in no time. So another season, year 11, yeah. you're going into. So what can we expect this summer? What can locals and tourisms alike all expect from the Cottage Cup? Yeah, well, at the end of the year, we always like to sit back and go like, okay, where did we grow last year? And, you know, where did where did things maybe slip where maybe we can improve on this and that? Um, I usually sit down with my team and I will in a, a little bit here and just we'll go over the all the different areas of the business and we'll go, okay, what did we do really good here? What was the pain point here and how can we fix it? One thing I do know is, um, and maybe a lot of people don't know this, is that we have a fridge inside the store that's grab and go food and it's all healthy. So great salads and sandwiches. And that just like took off this year. Um, it grew when other areas of the business didn't. It was just this way for every business owner that I have spoke to this year, this past year has, has seen a lot of numbers drop. That area of our business grew. So I do know I really want to focus on that. And I think there's something there that people really like that ability to be able to grab food that's fresh and delicious, but still healthy. Um, and our like where our like where continues to grow year over year. And so I know that there is holes I have, especially in children's apparel that I need to add to the lineup more and so I'm really looking forward to doing that and to growing that area. So yeah, that's that was actually yeah. a really strategic move, Amanda, when you guys launched your apparel line. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously we know of Ottawa Valley Apparel, but I think that you took a different spin on it, especially for your own community. I think that was really smart and be able to offer something a yeah. little different and yeah, unique. Yeah, we also have local models modeling it too. I thought that was so fun. Yeah. We use a lot of our staff sometime, which is fun too. And yeah, we both launched like right about the same time we were, I think the summer and they were maybe the fall that they launched. And, uh, and it's kind of neat how we both have just kind of veered into our own, own paths with it. You know, a lot of people come in and they'll say, well, do you have a shirt that says Eganville or Killua? I'm like, no, we've stuck to lakes. Yeah. Um, obviously we do have a little bit that says Ottawa Valley on it because that's, we had that then too. Um, but it is, it's been one of our biggest, our biggest plays. I remember the first summer that we launched it on a long weekend, we were trying to close the shop and we couldn't, we just, people kept coming to buy Lakeware. <laughs> Finally, we had these two teenagers that came in, they had bought like muscle tanks and <laughs> they were leaving and putting on the muscle tanks as they were like walking down the street to head back to Island View Drive, wherever they were at their cottage or camping. I have no idea. And uh, and jokingly, one of our staff were like, what did you put in those shirts? They were so eager to get them off. <laughs> it just and finally we just like rushed to lock the door at like nine o'clock at night and we were supposed to be closed at seven. Like it was just so funny how that changed a lot for our business for sure. Yeah, just took right off. Well, us locals, we're just such diehard Valley proud people, I will say. It is. It's good to be proud. I mean, there's a lot of beauty in our area. We should be proud of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Amanda, I'm so proud of you and to hear about your journey and all of your accomplishments and achievements and everything that you guys have done throughout the years. Um, but I'm really curious, who has inspired you throughout your entrepreneurial journey that you want to recognize today on OB Boss Babes? Yeah, when you asked me that, I it really made me think. I was like, oh, goodness, like there's so many people that, you know, you kind of draw from different strengths. And I think Marina and Maria at Schmeck and Bakery, they've been like long friends of our family. And I've watched them grow 
different businesses over the years. They had Bonisher Bakery and, and Renfrew and Armprior, and it's just been neat. And they've often spoke words of wisdom to me and, you know, different ways that I'm sourcing products and sticking to what I'm, I'm true to. Um, I think there's a few, I wrote a few down, Kristen from Impeccable Home Cleaning. She's also a mom of teenagers and has a toddler. And I think it's just so awesome to see someone else in that same, same situation. Um, Samantha from Valley Wellness and Nutrition. I've known her all her life and to watch her pivot from a career, totally different career change. It's been so encouraging and so fun to pick her brain um, in the nutrition world and she has such a passion for it. Um, Candice Plots from Homeful and Candice Plots Designs. Uh, we've had many good chats together and I just, I love her design and her new little shop in Renfrew, I think is just going to do amazing in the locations it is at. Um, Allison from Gifted Gray. She was actually one of my employees before she started. Oh, no Gifted way. Gray. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. And uh, we often got called sisters, actually. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, yeah. And the ironic thing is she's my sister's sister-in-law. So anyways, <laughs> but uh, her and I just always have good good little chats. We don't get to see each other as often anymore. Our lives are both so busy with our businesses and families and stuff. But when we do get to see each other, it's just always a good time of inspiration and, and venting sometimes too that comes with uh, business. And then Tracy from Trend Salon in Barry's Bay. Um, she just has always stayed so true to what she started the business and how she started the business. And she hasn't let others impact the way like she has a huge waiting list but she just stays true to the clients that she has and I'm just so proud of her for that yeah you just dropped so many like name bombs on here that I'm like yes 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 oh so many great boss babes to recognize but Amanda yeah. let's bring it back to you one once more and tell everybody where they can find the cottage cup on opening day on family day and where they can shop online and give you a follow on the socials yeah, for sure. So you can find us at thecottagecup.com or .ca um, for any online purchasing. And we do our best. If you don't see something up there that you would like to purchase, you can just drop us a message and uh, we can coordinate making sure it gets to you. But if you're running low on your coffee and tea while we're closed, you can still order it there. And you can even select pick up in store and I'll just meet you at the door someday with it. Um, and then on Facebook and Instagram, The Cottage Cup. And uh, yeah, you can find us open on the highway, just off of Highway 60, um, Family Day weekend. Uh, we'll be announcing the exact date. It'll probably be a couple of days prior just to give us a few days to make sure everything's back up and running as it should. Um, but we'll be looking forward to a, another season again. Fantastic. Well, Amanda, it was so great finally meeting you virtually and hopefully soon in person. And thank you so much again for being a part of OB Boss Babes. Yeah, thank you for all you do in connecting us. Community Futures Development Corporation is a community-based not-for-profit organization that is governed by local volunteers. Community Futures provides supports to Ontario's rural, small to medium-sized enterprises that wish to improve efficiencies and finances, grow employment services, and decrease their costs. They offer financing and funding, community economic development resources, business advice, consulting, and so much more. So you can learn more about them through rccfdc.org for more information.